Hallelujah. Negative confessions. Most Christians are too much of negative. Negativity. God said, were you there when I created the heavens? Were you there when I created the earth? The Bible, God said, did you give me order to put measures for the sea? Do you know the distance between the earth and where God is? Does anyone give God counsel or advice? He does what he wants and he wants what he do. Amen. It doesn't matter what you say or what you don't say. All you need to do is what? The word of God is yea and amen. You just believe it and accept it. And walk by it and go by it. For how long it's going to take? It, that, that, that is none of your business. Don't interfere with the, with the fulfillment of your word by your confessions. Let's look at the second point. Number two, the first one is negative confessions. The second one is disobeying the instructions. When the supposed beneficiary despises or refuses to obey the requirement for the fulfillment of the word. Sometimes the word has come and he said, we are all going this direction. And then you see people going the negative direction. You know, spiritual teamwork is not like Black Star. Hallelujah. Well, you must have a, a connection in GFA or you must be playing on, 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 in Europe or you must be able to pay bribe or whatever so that you'll be part of the team. When it comes to spiritual teamwork, it is about commitment and involvement. You must be part from the genesis to the revelation of it. Hallelujah. It can never happen. Because you are doing whatever you want. No. Let's look at Genesis chapter 19. Verse 17 and 26. And when they had brought them forth. They said flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Flee to the hills. Lest you become consumed. God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Send forth his word. And his agent and angels went there. By the intercession of Abraham, God spared Lot, his wife, and the two daughters. And the angel said that as we come, run. And they said that, you know, if we are saying we're going to run over there, we may get weary on the way. Why won't you bid us to go into that small town, that mountain there? And, say, and God said, no problem. Once I, I said, I'm going to deliver you. You go, I'll do it for you. But remember, don't look back. Whoever will look back will be destroyed. Most of us are in the church by we are looking back. Amen. Sometimes we sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. While you are saying the cross before me and you are looking back, the cross before me, the world behind me. So where, which direction are you? Right after church, you rather enter back into the world. He said, look, focus on the front. Focus at where the deliverance is. Don't look back. When you look back, when you do anything outside what I have told you, you will rather be destroyed by the word instead of the blessings of it. Listen, some of us, the very prophecy, the very word of God who is supposed to be a blessing to us is rather destroying us. Because we are looking back. We are looking back. I have 
somebody sitting in front of me and while we're talking, say, Pastor, I wish I had married him like that. I said, you wish you have what? Married him like that. It simply means that he is the wrong. He said, but Pastor, but look, I've been a Christian up to now. If I had married him, that would have been okay. So really, since you still have interest and desire in that, there is no way you can get this. Hallelujah. A double-minded person should not expect to receive anything from God. You wish you have married him like that? Then forget about wishing God to give you this. Don't look back. She looked back. What happened? She became a pillar of salt. Some of us, we are in the race of the world, but we keep looking back. We keep looking back. We keep looking back. Today, you come out, we come out, just about 20 meters to cross the line. Then you look back. Then you slip and you fall down. Have you seen people running a marathon before? Sometimes, those who are focused, they do well. The moment they turn, before they see the next person, anytime you lose, you, you, you turn back, you lose focus and concentration. Anytime in life, whether you are walking, whether you are running, whether you are eating, if you like, when you are eating, go and put your hand in the food. Catch your big fufu or whatever. And while you are bringing it to your mouth, look back, it will enter your ears. Because whenever you look back, you will shift focus, you will lose concentration, and you are heading towards destruction. You say, don't look back. Obey the instructions. The woman said that, no. What happened? Let's move to the, the last part of the scripture I've provided. But lost wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. It was who? Lot's wife. Where was she? Behind him. Lot's wife was what? The woman is not supposed to be behind the pastor. The woman is supposed to be by the husband. That is why during the marriage covenant or declaration, the lady don't stand behind. She stood beside. Because they take the same steps, they fight the same battle, they overcome the same challenges, they enter the same breakthrough, they enjoy the same blessings. It is only doing ordination that sometimes the woman stands behind because this time the man is becoming the priest and she is becoming the assistant. So there must be order. So in the spiritual order, the woman is behind. But in the marital order, the woman is beside. And God was saving what? A family. He wasn't saving what? A church. And the woman went behind. And when she went behind, she turned and looked back. Already she was behind. Already you are behind. Some of us already we are behind. Instead of concentrating the one ahead and see where he's leading us, we are still looking at those who are behind. Amen. The people who are suffering and fail, mostly in Christendom, are those who are behind. If you like, check. Breakthrough Christians continue to break through. Check. 
Christians who are making it, they focus on what is bringing their results and they keep doing what is bringing their results. The Christian who are struggling at the back, they keep turning their back and looking at the world. Hey, did you hear something? That lady, that girl, the one when we're school, the head has balanced like this. Hey, he's married a bugger. A bugger. He don't see. Now he's driving in V8. The last time I saw her, I was like, hey God, when will my own come? Hallelujah. Meanwhile, he leads you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. But you too, while he's leading you in the path of righteousness, you also turn yourself. I'll come back into the valley of the shadow of death. That is where I want to go. But turn him back. Hallelujah. You must focus. Do what the word tells you to do. If the word of God tells you that don't go out. Don't go out. If the word of God tells you sleep. Sleep. Hallelujah. If the pastor tells you that hey, we are praying and it is raining and we are tendering and you can make your way until you hear that the pastor said that the prayer meeting has been cancelled. Make your way to the church. Hallelujah. Listen to me. One day, it rained heavily. It was a prayer meeting. It rained. This place, it doesn't rain when you go to Western Region. It can rain seven days. And it's no small drizzle. It rained that when you come out, you step on the grounds and your legs are entering. The whole place become muddy. It rained. And there was prayer meeting in the evening. I woke up and I was in the rain. My parents were like, where are I going? I said, it's prayer meeting, I have to go. He said, but don't you see the rain? I wear this Wellington boots, wear raincoat, and walk through the rain. I walk like from here to cycle because I took the, the train road. I walk when I went to church. Nobody was there, but it was only Pastor Kujo who has also put on raincoat. He used to have a bicycle. And he was staying on top of a mountain. He has also come. So when I went there, he was there praying. And I also got there. I was praying to I was living in the mines. I was in the ABA. He looked at me. You know what he did? He said, just kneel down. I knelt down. Then he took his singlet and squeezed the water on me. Just squeezed the water on me. He said, hey, this rain that you have come in, may everything that is deposited in me, may it be on you. The man was shocked that I could make it at that. Hallelujah. Today, today, there's nowhere this man knows that I don't know. Hallelujah. There is no breakthrough. This man knew. The last time when sometimes we met and we were talking, he told Pastor Morris, he said, Pastor Morris, before I'm Mitchie Benz, no Mitchie Benz. You say, Sisiya, Abbas, conferences were outside. No, I connect him, and I'm going to preach. I connect him outside conferences, and he go and preach. He says, Abbas, no, man. And I say, Pastor, do you remember the day you squeezed the singlet on me? He say, yeah, yeah, I remember. He said, I didn't take it for granted. 
Because that was the water in your body. And that water, the Bible said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It was not rain water, it was living waters. Hallelujah. Obey what the word tells you to do. Forget about all these excuses and all this and this and that and this and this. And people can give flimsy reasons, flimsy excuses, flimsy excuses. We are the only people who get tired from work. We can't come to what? Church. But when we go to church too, the first thing is not to shower and sleep. But we have to watch the nonsense on TV before we go to sleep. I think we were tired, so we couldn't follow the word. But we were tired, but we still have the time to cross our leg and WhatsApp and, and, and whatever, do whatever. But 30 minutes to obey the word, we were tired. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. He told the woman, don't look back. Because God is about to do this work. And God is about to deliver this family. But nobody of the family should look back. The lady decided to look back. God does not care whether thousands of, of the congregation are obeying. And you alone, you are not obeying. He will deal with you. He will deal with you. Amen. God will not say that the rest of the church are, are obeying the word and you alone, you are not obeying, so I will spare you. He doesn't care about that. When it comes to the matters of salvation and blessing, it is individual. When it comes to heaven, it is individual. When it comes to fellowship, God knows the church. Hallelujah. We shall not go to heaven as a church. We will go to heaven as individuals. So if you want to see the breakthrough of the Lord, obey him individually. Hallelujah. Then you will see the power of God manifesting in your life. You will see the word of God. Listen, if everybody is obeying the word, be the fool among them. And obey it. Don't say that because this one, and, and the funniest thing is sometimes people who encourage us to disobey are people who don't even have any testimony for us to stand on. Hallelujah. If it is the pastor who tells you, that, oh, my wife don't come to church, it's as rain. At least you know that he's the captain in charge of the ship. He said I shouldn't come. But the person who's telling you that don't come is the person that when you even look at their life, you say, hey, mewo, mewo. Amen. Wasn't it funny that the husband and the daughters whom the woman should look up were rather concentrated. But the people who were perishing in the fire, that was the interest of the woman. She turned to look at the perished instead of looking at the living. And she perished. Whenever you turn your back against the word and go and look at the world, you will perish with the world. Amen. The third one, last week it was, hey, today it is Pastor Chumini. Honoring men over God. The third one is honoring men of God. If you choose to honor others, men, by disregarding the word of God, the word of God will never, no matter how you pray, it will never manifest in your life. You choose to honor your friend, you choose to. I went to the funeral, so I was tired. I didn't come to church. My friends, sisters, brothers, uncles, nephews, sister in laws, warfers, aunties, grandparents, funeral. Do you know the person? 
Not really. But I went because of my friend. When you knew that there was a word of God you must pursue. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. Those of us who work can take us to what? The weekend. Those of us. Caterers, hairdressers, barbers, and whatever. Who work and work into the weekend. Close your Sunday. Let the Sabbath be for God. If you have an order or you have an appointment and it will eat you into your Sunday service, first and second service, you cannot make it. Excuse that money. Excuse that money. I was listening to somebody. He said, when you go to Israel, on Sabbath day, even the lift, the lift, that carry people out, they will not open it for you. So, on the Sabbath, you are rushing, you are going to a hotel, and you get there, and the lift there, and it's a Jew who is standing by the lift. He will watch you. He will not press it for you. If you won't press it, stay there. He will stand there when the lift come and open, he will enter, because on the Sabbath, they don't work. The whole day, their life is for God. Everything they will use their body to do, it must do be to honor God. Everything. If they prosper in the midst of rocks and we are suffering in the midst of gold, we shouldn't complain. Because they don't honor anybody. When it is about God, it's about God. We honor so many things. Give so many reasons. So many excuses. Hey! And where have they taken us? Church, where have it taken us? The day my mother died, they called me. Hey, your mother has died. I said, put him somewhere. After church, I will come. Say, your mother, Paul. I said, put her somewhere. After church, I will come. Pastor, hey, your mother will get angry. If she get angry, she will come to Accra. I called Mr. Note and some few people. I said, this is the story. My mommy is dead. We died in late hours of Saturday. He said, what are you doing? Are you going? I said, no, I will finish preaching on Sunday. I will finish before I go. I close my mind, prepare my sermon, finish everything on Saturday night. Sunday morning, I went, we preached, finished, we did everything. Then I left Accra like 3 o'clock p.m. I went. When I got there, Saturday, Sunday, I got there around 8. When I got there, I said, let's go and look for all these undertakers and everything. Let's go and pay for this and this and that. That night, we start preparing. Monday morning, Monday evening, we lay her on court. Saturday, Tuesday morning, we buried her. Wednesday, I came back to Accra to do my work. Let the dead bury their, their death. I am thinking about what? Greatness, progressing. I'm not thinking about the death. She is dead, and so what? She has finished her life. She gave birth to me. I am living my life. Now, she's corpse. She's corpse. A funu. I waste my time on her and leave the matters of life. I must be about my master's word business. And after burying it, people talk up to today. The day my mother died, that was when my breakthrough started. And those of you know, in 2009, after I went to bury my mother and came, chances of marriage open, chances to travel come. Every breakthrough I have struggled, it started manifesting. And I always, I look at my mother and say, this is the first fruit of my life. She didn't say that I didn't put her in fridge or I didn't bury her well. Oh, well, on quay. On Sorembra. On Sorembra. 
last two weeks was my elder cousin's funeral. They will do the funeral was Friday and Saturday. That's when we went to Kumase. In the morning, I came to church after my wife finished preaching. I left here 11 o'clock. When I went there, the family I gathered where they were doing the funeral. Of course. The one of my auntie said that Nanka Omra na Oban or Nantin Odeba. Yesikan Odeba. Hallelujah. I was there, they finished everything. When they finished, I saw my old man. I didn't go to the family. I told them I must leave back to Accra. By 4 a.m. I have to leave. I have to be in Accra because my children will have to go to school. And I have to make sure that I come and help my wife to put them to school. I came back. They called me that they've taken the funeral to North. I said, if they say, we finished everything. There was no debt. We pay every debt. I didn't add the Kobo. They solved their problem. You want to honor everything at the expense of what? The word of God. Listen to me. In this life, if you don't concentrate on God and your life, and you want to please people, you will die and they will laugh at you. You will die and they will laugh at you. There are things that are important, but there are things that are not necessary. Necessary. Stop about it. And people will say, people will say, what hasn't people say? What hasn't people say? What again is about you that people wouldn't say? And people will say, and people will say, the more people say, the more fatter you become. After all, if they don't talk about you, you are useless. Nobody spend time talking about dogs. Have you seen people gathering and talking about mad people before? Have you seen people gathering and talking about children before? Have you seen people talking about poor people before? Almost all the gossips are for people who are relevant and important. The more people are talking about you, it's an indication of your greatness. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible said that in Jesus, even while he was young, they were talking about him. They persecuted him until the Bible said that if the princes of this world have known, they wouldn't have crucified the king. Listen, if people know, they don't know, they only see, they smell the scent of your greatness. They smell about you, so that's why they are talking about, they can't pinpoint who you are. Sometimes they don't know, uh, is this a president? Is this a minister? Is it a leader? Who is this person? And they are talking everything about you, and you two, you are worrying your head. They are talking about me. They are talking about me. So what God wants you to do, you cease to do it because they are talking about you. Oh my God. When I hear the people who talk more about me, that is when I dress more and go and greet them. So that they will see more. They talk about me when I was wearing Pluto. Now I will wear nice and calm so that you have more to talk. When I was lean, you spoke about me. Now I'm fat, I'm calm. Now there's more to talk about me. When I don't have to eat, you spoke about me. Now I am eating. I will come for you to see more and talk about me. Amen. You want to please man. And when you try to please men at the expense of the word of God, you will miss it. Let's read this scripture. Then we go home and sleep. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. Let's continue. And he said, I may not return with you or go in you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. Let's move on. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, you shall neither eat bread nor drink water there, nor return by the way that you came. This was a young prophet, a young man of God, who has gone to preach and to do the work. And then while he was going, God said that, when you go, 
don't drink water, don't eat. As you pass this road, when you are coming back, don't take the same road. Don't do it. God spoke to him. He heard it. He went. The word of God has come. Then, let's see. While he was on the way going, an old man, a senior prophet, senior pastor, a church leader, a boss, came to him. He said, you know, come with me to my house and I will refresh you. And he said to him, I also am a prophet as you are. You see? Yeah, you know, I are all church members. Ah. We are all church members. We are all Paradise Temple members. We are all Pastor Abbas members. Today, me, myself, today, you know, I, you know I'm not going to church. So, so, let's rest. I'm tired. You, you don't know. Today, there was heavy traffic. And, and I'm tired. So, so please. And the Bible said that pray that what? Your flight might not come by night. You don't know the day. Listen, unless your legs are amputated and they cannot step on the floor or you are put in the corner, you can't come to church. But if you can move these legs, don't let anything stop you from coming to church. Don't let anything. Don't let anything. Even if you will get here and we shall say amen, come and let's say amen. There was a lady we used to have at Takwa. She has married for 15 years. She didn't have a child. Every day, whether it's choristers meeting, intercessors meeting, ushers meeting, prayer meeting, as long as church door will open, she, she used to have this house mat. She would fold it and as soon as she come at the corner of the distance, she would put it there and sleep. All night. And when you go and move her, she will tell you that. She'll tell you. She will every church Sunday we are doing service and this woman is lying there. Sometimes pastor will look at her. She has become a necessary evil. You know, necessary evil, you can't cast them. Domestic demons. You brother live with them. The woman lied there until she gave birth to four quadruplets. She was not praying. She, she only came and lied there, lied there, lied there, lied there. Before we saw, she was lying there. The stomach was, before we saw, she was pregnant, nine months, and she gave birth to quadruplets. She could have said people are insulting her. People are telling her so she could have lived. Then I said, I am also a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of God. Be careful people who come and say, God say, God say. Be careful. You know, the Lord said, I should tell you. God is not afraid of you. If God has anything, God should come and tell you. Amen. Somebody came to me gently, book God. He said, me too, I'm a prophet. An angel has also spoken to me saying, bring him back with you into your house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him in the name of God. Sometimes people in their feebleness, people in their rebelling, people in their host 
hostile mind will come in the name of God and cause you to disobey God. They'll cause you. Oh, the way it has rained crowd today, I'm not sure people will come to church. Less rests. Let's see what happened. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. 20. And as they sat at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. The one who went to lie. The word of God came to that person to tell the young prophet. And he cried to the man of God, Hey! Who came from Judah? That says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you. But have come back and have eaten bread and drank water in the place which he said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your body shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. The one who came and said that God said, the same person said that you have disobeyed God. The person who came, came and tell you, don't, let's not go to church. The same person came and said that, oh, pastor is about to officiate my wedding. Who is the gentleman? Who is the lady? She is in the church. Oh. Who is he? Is this? Uh, it's not this guy you used to say anything. Some me kind, but man can't say, yeah. Listen to me. Salvation is individual. The word of God is individual. If there's anything you can think about the word of God when you go to pray, think about yourself and the word. Forget about whoever, whatever. People will force you to listen to them at the expense of your life. 24. And after he had eaten bread and drank, he saddled the ass for the prophet whom he had brought back. And as he went away, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown in the road and the ass stood beside it. The lion also stood beside the body. Can you imagine? He died. The lion didn't kill the ass. The lion killed the prophet of God and the lion was looking at it and the ass was looking at it and the lion didn't have appetite for the ass. Whenever you try to honor man at the instead of the word of God, you will be devoured by things which shouldn't have devoured you. The lion killed him. The lion stood just because he tried to honor human beings expense of the word of God. The word of God has come to him. God has spelt it. ABC. He threw it aside. One thing I learned the very first day I became a Christian after a few days is never ever to interpret the life of my Christianity with whoever's life or whatever. That has never been my even my senior pastor, I don't determine the life of my Christianity with him. No. Never. I make sure that I walk on this road. And as long as I know that I can do, I will do it. 
tell you disobey, I will not. Hallelujah. One day after school, somebody came and said, let's go and start a church. Not even, say, let's go to Namibia. My senior pastor has heard of you. I've spoken to him about you. Let's go. He's ready. He's going to give you a church to pastor. I look at him. I said, but what has Dr. Otabe done to me? He said, no, 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 this is not about Otabe. This is about your calling. You know, when you, and you go to Namibia and bang, 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 bang. I listened to him. I said, well, I'm not going. The senior pastor came again. Let us hire you. Stay here. You know, I went to Wednesday College. So stay here. I said, I am not staying. I'm going back. He said, but when you go back to ICGC, you, you have to go back to Bible school. I said, I will go. After finishing Bible school in, 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 in White America, I went back to Central and I went back to school for two years. Meanwhile, I was an ICGC, but I have to go and get, and get accredited with the ICGC system. Meanwhile, I was a church member, but because I didn't go to Bible school there, so I have to go back and get oriented by the program. I went and did it two years again. Hallelujah. This friend who told me to go to Namibia, he's dead of HIV. This friend who called me to come and stay with what? Them. Those times in Word Miracle, he's no more with Word Miracle. He's left. I don't even know where he is. Hallelujah. Today, here I am. Amen. I could have also lost all your pretty face. Lovely people. We would have never met. And who know, by now, I have become a wayward frustrated somebody somewhere. Most Christians are frustrated in this life because fellow Christians have messed you up. Fellow Christians have planted your feet at a direction you shouldn't have gone. They have given you a counsel you shouldn't have taken. A senior prophet has deceived a younger prophet and has killed. And the younger prophet thought he was honoring the way. Because the senior prophet came in the name of prophecy. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible said I judge all prophets. Don't be in the haste to say and he says and he says it's not all God said. God said are God saying. Some of the God say it. A man say it. Selfish say it. Covetous say it. Envious say it. The best word that God has said is what he has written. Hallelujah. Don't ever to crash your life. If you want the word of God to fulfill for you, stay put. There's no time. I'll explain a whole lot of things for you. God has told Abraham that, Abraham, I will give you a child. Sarah said, Sarah, my husband, I will give you a child. Which of the two you want? God said, you have not grown. I will give you a husband. A friend will come and say that, you know something? My brother is sweet for you. God said, I will get you a job. Somebody too said, I see, I will connect you. It's very dicey, but the word of God must prevail over every voice. Whose report have you believed? And unto whom has the hand of the Lord revealed. Always let the word of God prevail. Abraham listened to 
Sarah's baby. Today, here we are. Here we are. Whether it is Boko Haram, whether it is Al-Qaeda, whether it is whoever you can mention it, all is because Abraham listened to Sarah. And as if once disobeyed, you will disobey again. As if that was not enough, Abraham went ahead. Sarah is dead. And at that point, Abraham was about 120 years. He wasn't satisfied. He has to go again for Keturah. Another wing from another hostile Gentile. Produce eight more children. And they took over the Middle East. Up to Russia. Up to Germany. The greatest enemies of the Jews are within the Eastern Europe. And that is where all these terrorists and this thing of the world are coming from. Because a man disregarded the word of God and listened to what? Human being. Church, some of the disobedience we are doing, it is not to us. You may sell free, but your children, your children's children, they will come and do their best to worship God, but you would have messed them up by your selfish ambition and desire. Listening to the word of God. Obey the word of God. Put all men aside. And God will fulfill his word. 